Hello, this is Craig Camp, and welcome to Truant Talk, where we dig deeply into Demeter Biodynamic and Regenerative Organic Certified Wine Growing and Farming at Truant Vineyard in Oregon's Applegate Valley. This is meant to be a podcast for those that aspire to, as the Regenerative Organic Alliance says, farm like the world depends on it. These interviews will be focused on our work here at Truant Vineyard, but will also include the work of other farmers committed to regenerative agriculture. And now for today's interview. In this episode of Troon Talk, winemaker Nate Wall and assistant winemaker Hem Thorning discuss the 2023 vintage at Troon Vineyard. Hello there. Uh, this is Nate and Hannah, winemaking team here at Troon Vineyard. And now this is early December. The uh, harvest craziness has really started to recede from our sleep deprived memories and we're able to start thinking about what we just did and uh kind of take a look back at this past harvest and um yeah recollect a bit so in terms of a recap here uh 2023 for us we harvested 72 tons uh this year from 16 different grape varieties uh this was actually in terms of tonnage, maybe a little lower than we were hoping for. Um, there was some interesting weather that happened around um, fruit set, bloom and fruit set, um, some rains, things like that, um, some cold weather uh, that may have led at our site at least for slightly lower than expected yields. But um, beyond that, uh, we did get uh, pretty good good yields across many of the grape varieties. And uh, for us, that means this year, our, our largest single variety that we brought in was Syrah. Uh, and that was actually three different clones of Syrah we brought in. Um, then in terms of our harvest uh, percentages would be Vermentino, then um, Morvedra, uh, Grenache. And uh, yeah, then kind of gets into other fun Rhone varieties, some Senso and Grenache Blanc and Carignan and things like that. But um yeah, that it was a, a fun year for for us. Just starting to get um, what is uh, several, you know, starting to up the percentages of of these different Rome varietals for us, and and really um, starting to see, especially what some of the new plantings of these grape varieties that we have, um, really what they're going to start offering us uh, for the future. So uh, that was that was really fun this year. Our first pick this year was Block 3 Syrah, Clone 470, and that went into one of our new concrete fermenters and will be a gorgeous red wine. And we also that day picked half of Block 10 Cinso, and that went into our rosé and into our carbonic fermented Cinso. Um, you know, we've been making this carbonic Grenache, um, and this year we just really liked the Senso and wanted to see what that would do. And so this year we, at the moment in the cellar, have two uh, carbonic fermentation, um, two carbonic wines. We have our Senso and our Grenache. 
The final pick of the year this year happened on October 18th. And it consisted of Cunois for Rosé, which is kind of a weird one to get in at the end. And our Carignan, which will be a red wine. And we're really excited to see how it shows. Yeah, so it was fun to start getting some of these different uh, varieties, as I mentioned earlier. And um, Cunois is an interesting example for us of how the varieties that we have planted here, we kind of have a couple different intentions for them. Um, Cunois is, is definitely requires more heat than um, the Applegate Valley gets on any of our even most recent, the you know past 10 year averages, um, even these warmer years we've been having. Um, and, but for the time being, this is a, makes a really interesting rosé, even though it, it takes pretty much through the end of the season to ripen for rosé but who knows i mean at, at some point hopefully none too soon but um we might be shifting a climate enough that uh, cunois uh is starts becoming a, a nice red wine for us but um luckily that time is not yet um and speaking of harvest dates uh with with trune we we pick we make our our picking decisions based on acid so um not not just sugars, uh, but in, in, you know, we look at sugars, we look at flavors, um, development, uh, tannin development, but uh, for us, the most important parameter is picking on acid. And because we don't modify our chemistry in any way, we really need the acid to be correct to lead to uh, balanced wines um, without us manipulating them in the cellar. So uh, even though like Hannah just said, like this wasn't necessarily a, a warmer year or, or not, you know, not incredibly so, but the conditions we did have were so um, perfect in terms of these um, warm, you know, warm, but not blazingly hot um, temperatures uh, that uh, it, it actually was interesting. We, we, it led to a year where the um, the acids uh, when when the acids were where we wanted them to be the sugar levels were actually slightly lower than they have been um, in the previous uh, years. So uh, what this ultimately means is that we're going to have um, our 2023 wines will be lower in alcohol, um, and you know we're we're already uh, on the low side for for alcohols. So um, we we will have a, a nice lower alcohol wines in 2023. Uh, that's just you know there were there was less sugar to ferment in those grapes um the fermenting sugar of course being converted over into alcohol and interestingly though beyond total acidity um being maybe a little lower the malic acid levels um were rather high so malic acid is there's two primary acids in, in grapes tartaric acid and malic acid and malic acid is a uh, um typically undergoes a malolactic fermentation process that converts the malic acid into lactic acid. Um, and our, because our malics were rather high this year, what this should do is we'll have more of that malolactic conversion happening. And that generally leads to a richness um, like in the mouthfeel of the wines. And so the, the be all and end all here is we're hoping we should actually have slightly lower alcohol wines that are simultaneously rich and round due to that combination of, of the malolactic and the lower sugars. Another big excitement that we had this year was all of the new 
concrete vessels that we got. Um, we got the four large rectangular red fermenters and one large um, one large concrete dolium, which is kind of an upside down egg shape and is pretty similar in shape to our amphora, but it is significantly larger, nice thick concrete walls. In our red fermenter this year, we did our Syrah clone 470. And this was one of the first wines that we brought in um, and it just really excited to see what the concrete tank does for the purity of fruit coming through in that wine. In our dolium, we did the, we fermented the uh, Vermentino from block 12. And we're really excited as that's going to be a pretty large percentage of our estate Vermentino coming out in 2023. So that'll be a really nice blend of this very crisp, clean, concrete Vermentino and some of our Vermentino that was fermented in the neutral oak barrels. In addition, we have the smaller amphora that we again did our amber Vermentino in. Um, about 30% whole cluster on that wine. And then we have our slightly larger amphora that are going to be aging our red Mavet in them this year. Then we still have an egg. Oh my gosh, the egg. <laughs> Can't forget uh, one of our Can't favorites. the egg, I know. Um, we also have our concrete egg and are really excited for the second year of concrete Roussan that we're going to be getting out of that. Those concrete vessels take a little bit of time to kind of get a season on them. And so, you know, we're, we're going to be seeing what that wine is, both the vessel that it's in and the wines are in the vines are one more year mature. And so we're just really excited to see that wine coming out of that vessel. Yeah. And speaking of kind of exciting things to see in the cellar, um, we, we have in our cellar right now, two full barrels of Negret, uh, which Negret is a uh, a red grape from southwest of France, um, Fronton uh, region, um, kind of near the the town of Toulouse in in France. And uh, as far as we know, this is the first um, Negret in in the Pacific Northwest. I mean, technically, last year we harvested a couple hundred pounds. Um, of Negret, and that was a whopping 3% of our uh, rosé blend from last year. But like, we actually have two full barrels of 100% Negret. And um, as far as, in, in, you know, there's, there's, there's can't be really any in the Pacific Northwest, Washington or Oregon. And I only know of maybe two, uh, it's possible there's a third vineyard in California who has any Negret and even there, it's just a couple acres at these places. So, um, but this is a, uh, an interesting red grape. Uh, we think climatically it should be a really good match for Troon. And so this is really the first year that we'll be able to, to taste it and, and see just what it does here. And kind of along those lines, like that's when you're walking around our cellar now and you look at the barrels and you're looking at all the barrel labels, it's really fun to see um, all of these like really interesting Rome varieties that um, are just, you know, with full barrels all throughout our cellar. It's 
um, been, you know, we've been going through a replanting process of our site and it takes, you know, several, three, four years to really start getting grapes from those new plantings and um, finally seeing these things come to fruition and just having it uh, surround you in the cellar is, is really fun. Um, we'll have uh, a lot of fun. We've started doing, um, tasting some of the barrels um, as they've you know finished up with their primary fermentations or going through malolactic fermentations right now and uh, just starting to get a sense of of these new wines we will be having and uh, yeah real really exciting to to see and taste. All of us here at Troon really love bubbles and so we're excited again this year to be making a few different types. Um, with our vines getting a little bit older in the vineyard, we were once again able to make a pet tenant this year, which we are just in love with. Um, beautiful acid, really nice dry, brute, sparkling wine. We also once again are making the Fiano Fizz from Cole Vineyards. And as always, are making our paquette from our red, from our rose and our white, from our white and our rose picks. A lot, a lot of, you know, several, several things, you know, and love uh, still uh, will be uh, on the, on the docket here for 2023, but then we will also be introducing um, some new and exciting things um, once we end up bottling these wines. And of course uh, they'll be in barrel or in the cellar aging in one way or the other for, you know, at, at least a year, generally speaking, um, Although some of the the whites, the Vermentino, um, the Rosé, those will be bottled uh, hopefully late spring. Uh, so uh, we can get those out um, sometimes with uh, spontaneous ferments. The wines have other things in mind than meeting our preferred production and bottling schedule. They just take their own sweet time and they're ready when they're ready. But uh, this year actually is, and, and this is an interesting thing with native ferments, is that's something that does vary from year to year as well and um this year kind of like knock on wood here but um i think we saw um most of our ferments kind of reached reach that like very low you know not totally dry yet but very low sugar level faster than they did um certainly last year and so i'm hoping that means that even though it's it's starting to get very cold in our cellar um temperatures are you know down it's kind of like being in the refrigerator in there, you know, the biological activity really slows down. Um, we don't have a whole lot of action that happens until the spring starts warming things up, but I think we've gotten a really good head start on it this year. And um, hopefully that will lead to those wines uh, deciding to finish sooner than later so we can get them in a bottle and get them out to you. So yeah, um, thanks for listening and uh, we will be back with uh, more uh, information on how these wines are doing as as things continue to move along in the cellar. We are happy to share this podcast from Troon Vineyard, a Demeter biodynamic and regenerative organic certified winery in Oregon's Applegate Valley. We farm like the world depends on it by growing produce in our gardens and naturally crafting authentic wines. We will be sharing these in-depth podcasts several times a month. To learn more, I encourage you to visit our website at trunevineyard.com and those of the Regenerative Organic Alliance at regenorganic.org and Demeter Biodynamics at demeter-usa.org. Thanks for sharing our voyage to regenerative agriculture with us.